Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Yes, we do. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. On today's show, we're going to talk video games with Gareth Von Kallenbach. We'll run down some television shows that we've been enjoying. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, BJGeekNation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or, you know, just Google, Facebook, YouTube, you know. All those Instagram. different things. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a frog in my throat. <clears> throat> Calm down, Kermit. Kermit, doing a great Kermit job. Frog here. Uh, just you know, just search for BJ Shea's Geek Nation, and you will find us pretty much everywhere. Yeah, and uh, lots of ways to get a hold of us, just via all that social media. Let us know about stuff that's going on. Got an email from Robert who said that did you guys know that Shield is back? Yes, we do. Yeah, and it I came, haven't watched it. Yeah, well, it came back two days ago, yeah. and so a uh, little bit of a delay, but we'll come back and we'll somebody will watch it. This is the final season, right? Yeah, season seven, the last one. It's getting good reviews so far. What I know is they're, uh, you know, we've seen them go into the future, we've seen them do all that, and now they're going to Huey Lewis it and going back in time. Ba-ba-da-bum. Really? That's yeah. They go, time travel. They go well. They have the well, they've, time travel. They've, they've been able to. They've time traveled before in the previous season. So oh, yeah, of course they got us. They wet our whistle on that one. So I was watching TV yesterday. Okay. And I turned it on, and it said Agents of Shield, and I thought, is this the movie? Because it looked like they were back in an age that didn't seem to be where we left off in any of the series. And I have never watched it, so I, this makes so much more sense in my head. You guys, turn the switch. You yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hopefully I, I hope they say previously because I always forget what the hell happened. It's been a while, uh, I, and and you know they there's a new Colson or because the other one is they found him and then he was involved and I forget exactly why Colson's back and there's a new Colson but there's a like new Colson. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I, I okay then I want to saw I, I want to see the previouslys. Uh, all I know yeah. is that, that all I know is there was a there was a Colson that wasn't Colson but he came back and saved the the our world. All right, that's not completely confusing. No, not at all. It's comic books. Yeah, I mean, it's a comic know. book show. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, you've even said that they hit hit a pretty good stride. Uh, yeah. I, I, I gave up after, the, what, literally like the first season, and it, it just was, didn't strike me. It was the worst season, and I read a great article saying that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was really hamstrung by the Marvel movie uh, scheduling, and that once oh. they got free of the Marvel movie scheduling... Then they got to do their own thing and be their own show. So really, it was never really it wasn't their fault. It was basically the Marvel Cinematic Universe trying to somehow connect the two. And that was the thing too. The one thing that did bring me back was when they revealed the whole Hydra thing. I think in the second season, and that was super fun. Like I thought that was really neat. It's, getting, it's been good since. And you know, maybe since I've got nothing else to do, I can end up just binging the whole damn oh, thing. I, I think you'll like it. <laughs> it's because it gets better and better and more super powery and more super powery. That I think you'll enjoy it, 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 you know, because the first season I think is the worst season. 
Well, we'll see how we uh, if I can get through that. Skip to the second season. <laughs> One show that I've really been enjoying, though, and I'm glad that it's back for a second season is What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. You're a fan of this, the movie. Oh, I, I've yeah. only seen the movie, and the movie was great, and you're saying the TV show's as good, if not better. Yeah. So the movie, I don't know if it was set in New Zealand, but it was kind of like Australia or something along those lines because it was a Taika Waititi thing and uh, really based on all of that. Well, the TV show moves it, and it goes to uh, New York. Uh, Staten Island, oh. and it follows three traditional vampires, Nandor, Laszlo, and Nadja, and then a uh, energy vampire who is Colin Robinson, which that guy cracks me up, because in order for him to get his energy, it's usually from people who are tired, frustrated, mad. It's like he gets the emotions from them, so he'll go to places in order to feed um, like the DMV or like really bad community theater. Because oh. all of the people who are stuck there are just getting all of that terrible energy, and that's how he feeds. Oh, that's fascinating. Dude, it's so it's so funny. Uh, watch the first two episodes of the second season, and they just keep rolling with it. Um, Haley Joel Osment is in the first episode. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I don't know if he comes back uh, later on, but uh, it's a pretty pretty amazing little uh, setup that he's got with that. I've been seeing him in a lot of things lately. A lot he, of nerdy things. Yeah, he's been showing up in a lot of cool stuff. I'm trying to think of the last thing that I saw him in that was really fun. Oh, man. Uh, I'll, it'll Tusk. come to me. <laughs> no, it wasn't Tusk. He's been in Future Man, but I just watched something recently. Uh, was was it, it a movie or a TV show? Oh, gosh. It had uh, a lot of stars in it. He was in The Boys. It was. Oh, the, he was Mesmer in The Boys. That's right. He was. What the uh, heck was I watching? The Kaminsky Oh, method? he was in the, um, he, he had a nice appearance in um, uh, Have a Nice Trip, the documentary. Oh, there was a the one about psychedelics on Netflix. Yeah, and he was in, and and he was uh, <laughs> so that was um, th- th- that's where I saw him. He's been every like he just shows up, and it's so fun to see him. Uh, and um, yeah, he was in, he's in Future Man, which is a Hulu show, and he's fun in that as well. There's a lot of fun things he's in, and uh, what we do in the shadows is definitely one of those. Uh, Vicky, did you finish up the Great? I did. And Are you okay? Oh, she's sad God. about it. It was such a good ending. Like I like. Okay. Is, they they joke. It's a mostly accurate in, like interpretation. It really isn't because I even read some like okay, what actually <laughs> happened with Catherine the Great and how did it go? And obviously they're gonna fudge some things here and there. Can't um, believe TV lies to us. <laughs> but they they admit to it. They admit that they're not telling the truth all the time. But it is very entertaining, and it's weird that they're able to make you feel for certain characters that you're supposed to hate. And then get really pissed off and hate characters that you love. Ooh, really? Mm-hmm. Like the Emperor, we know. Like if you watch the trailers, it's like she wants to kill the Emperor or at least get him out of the way so she can be the Empress. And there are moments in that I th- you have to give credit to Nicholas Holt. He is so good at playing like a mama's boy, you know, <laughs> basically a child in adult form who never grew up and never got mommy's, you know, or daddy's really approval or love. And basically acts, acts like a giant kid and does whatever the hell he wants. You make fun of him, he's going to kill you. Mm. It's like, oh, somebody tried to poison me, so I'm going to kill, you know, the the chef, the person who brought me the food, the guard that wa- that he walked past to to deliver the food, the guy who, you know, this and that. Like, he is just such an a-hole. But then you have these moments of pure, like, oh, you're human. And there is a softer side of you. Um, but the ending, I did cry. <laughs> they did Whoa, a really wow. good job. It's not really? what you expect. Wow. I was not expecting it, but it was really well done. Nice. Is, is it a one-shot only season, or is there uh, another one coming? I'm not sure if another one's coming as of yet. I don't know if they've announced that, but I re- they really need another season. Be- All right, people, listen. <laughs> Vicky has declared it. 
but we shall see. <laughs> that is awesome. So uh, definitely one to work that way. Is that, uh, was that, did you say that was on Amazon Prime or Hulu? That is a Hulu show. Hulu. Perfect. And also uh, what we do in the shadows is an FX, but it's also on Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it looks like the, we are going to be getting a season two. Oh, good. According to this article. Well, oh, yeah. Good job, Vic. Uh, moving on from television, I spoke with Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed, and we got into the world of video games. Gareth, we need to talk some video games, because that's the one thing that people can actually do right now during this whole pandemic thing and dealing with uh, all of this and the anxiety. What you can do is just uh, drop yourself into uh, a world. Maybe it's new, maybe it's old, and uh, have some fun doing that. And you've got some games uh, that uh, have either... Uh, are coming out or have had updates. So let's start with Maneater. Okay, so Maneater is a very uh, fun, bloody, and uh, uh, off-kilter game. And it just came out today. And the great thing about it is attractive price. $39.99 PC, PS4, Xbox One. Now, we've heard about this a while ago. We first saw it at E3 last year, but we weren't able to play it. They played a, a demo out for it. And what it is, is that you play a bull shark and it's got kind of this twisted humor to it. There's a narrator that pops in every now and then with these quirky facts, but also some funny things. But it's not so frequent that it becomes annoying. And what you are um, tasked to do is to swim around this um, kind of seedy southern town. uh, (laughs) And sometimes you have to fight various things there's alligators and all sorts of things like that you eat the fish and they play little games like they introduce fish that shouldn't be in that biosphere but they'll make a joke about it or hey you know normally (laughs) sharks don't do this but for the sake of our game we're going to let you have an echolocation so you can use like the dolphin sonar effect (laughs) to to isolate things and you know it, it, it's crazy because as you move along, there unlock new areas. You also can upgrade your shark. The more you eat, the more points you get, and then you get up to various levels. And as you grow in size, you can add things like better radar, better lungs. Because here's where the fun comes in. Yes, you do have to go after humans. Yes, you do have to go after boats and avoid hunters. And one of the joys is that you can swim in, jump out of the water up onto the land, grab people by a campfire, tear them limb from limb, and hop (laughs) back into the water before you suffocate. And, of course, if you upgrade your lung capacity, you get more time on the land. Or you can jump in the boat and destroy it, take them apart, and it's just it's just ridiculous carnage. I mean, you jump out of the water, grab a hunter by the head, throw them around like crazy, bite them in half, and it's like, yeah, you know, the, the more I play it, the more I sit there and go, this is just, just total <laughs> chaotic it, carnage, and I can't stop playing it. It sounds like a sci-fi movie come to video games. Yeah, exactly. But it, <laughs> it's more more enjoyable than a Sharknado film. I mean, there's <laughs> little things like, uh, uh, you know, license plates all over the place and alligators and, you know, power yourself up and apparently as you get going you can mutate them up a little bit and add all sorts of weird things and it's just been so (laughs) much fun and i really can't wait to see not only what's going to happen as i get closer to the end game but also to see what kind of uh, expansions and updates will be coming down the road so i'd love to see a multiplayer expansion down the road but i know the base (laughs) set of the game right now 
doesn't make that really viable, but team hunting would be awesome. Uh, moving on from that, let's go to a game that I still love and I'm still playing, even though occasionally it's that fun Bethesda buggy mess, Fallout 76. It's multiplayer online Fallout, and they've just launched uh, or they've just uh, announced their roadmap for the rest of the year. Correct. So they have the roadmap, and the nice thing about it is they announced the roadmap, and then we got a, an update the other day with various bugs and fixes. Now, some people are a little bent out of shape about <laughs> the roadmap. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, Because really. they think it's dipping into the Destiny category. And one of the reasons for that is that there, uh, there's all these various tweaks and adjustments. And my attitude is I generally don't pay attention to those because I want to see it in the game. If I get in the game and I notice there's a big difference in play, then I have a problem. Mm-hmm. But right now, if they come out and say, oh, we're going to debuff this and super buff this and yeah, let's, the proof is in the play for me. I don't, you know, need to hear this gun's going to be weaker, this gun's going to be more powerful. What I was really interested in is that they have a new uh, series of campaigns called the Brotherhood of Steel. The re, um, the recent patch essentially gave a few more quests and things like that, but random events, quests, that happens all the time in this game. Mm-hmm. And as uh, somebody who's powered through the... Uh, new expansion wastelanders uh, i had not played much of the game i mean we got to the point where we launched the nuke and that was it and i would you know that's kind of the end point of what the content was there and i'd occasionally pop in and do a quest or two but when wastelanders came out i went back i went all in finished the uh, quest everything like that and it still draws me back in now and this Brotherhood of the Steel thing is very encouraging. Right now, I'm just going around and harassing the level one Mothman cult uh, because <laughs> you, jerk. you can do what you can do whatever you want with them just for fun when you're a higher level character. Uh, you know, shoot them dead, pop out of the suit, and then eat them rather than uh, bother with your food supplies. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, I'm yep. Sure. Use that cannibal and perk. So, yeah, exactly. And so I'm sitting there going. You're going to give me more free content, more things to shoot at and kill, no problem. I'm still trying to get the guys together because we want to raid the base and launch a nuke at one of the new factions that... Um, oh, good that call! Wastelanders. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to take out the bar, but apparently you can't do that. Boo. So they're like, yeah, they're like, oh, and, and then I've actually seen footage of this. If you haven't seen it, apparently you nuke it and then you run in there and they're all going about their business as usual, but they're wearing the radiation suits. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's like great. But apparently do your transactions, even though it's that <laughs> red, orange, dusty sky. And I'm like, oh, I got to do this. Yeah. Don't mind me. I'm just going to do uh, some farming over here, sir. Um, Sir, uh, you're now in a nuclear wasteland. Oh, don't worry. My turnips will be fine. Well, you might get a scorch lamp, a scorch beast out of it too. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it because you can look up all the information about the roadmap and see what's going on. But Bethesda's trying to put content out there and continue to uh, improve this game. And it's it's hard because a lot of the times back, you know, with like Skyrim or the other Fallout series, uh, they would really kind of rely on the uh, the fans to do the unofficial patches that would fix a lot of stuff. And obviously, they can't do that at this point with an online game because you just get hackers so i'm glad that they're still trying to uh uh, bring it back up and you know it's 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 a fun game and if you look at it in terms of maybe just like a fallout 4 uh multiplayer add-on uh i mean sure it's still at full price but you can still get a lot of fun out of it oh absolutely 
And then finally, let's talk about Call of Duty because it looks like, is it a rumor that we've got a name or did they actually announce that we've got the name? Uh, They have not officially announced it, but it is a rumor that has been confirmed by various sources and it does track with what I've been hearing for months. So what we heard was that instead of um, Sledgehammer doing their Call of Duty, they were jumping up to Sledgehammer, I believe, was assigned on to helping with some of the other projects. They're doing Black Ops. Now, it's not Black Ops 5. There was a rumor that it was essentially going to be like Modern Warfare did, where instead of saying Modern Warfare 4, they just called it Modern Warfare and kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, went from there. So there was a lot of talk that it was a quote-unquote reboot of Black Ops. And, of course, as we know from the original three Black Ops, you do have various eras of time uh, that they look at. Now, we've been told it's called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Mm -hmm. And that would be tracking very well with what we've heard in the past, where a lot of people have said, you're going to see things from the Cold War era of 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, So beyond that, we don't know, but... That's the interesting thing about it. Multiple locales, new characters, returning characters. Here's where it gets very interesting. So supposedly the game's coming out in October. Now, we've also heard that there'll be some virtual reveals we've talked about without E3. Mm -hmm. There'll be some online things, that sort of thing. We've been hearing that Sony is getting very close to dropping uh, launch titles and information on the PS5. We've heard that may come as early as the first week or the second week of June. Ooh. Let's not forget, we don't know if it's still in place, but remember, they had the first look deal with Call of Duty. It used to be with Activision. Oh, yeah. And then it went here. Considering we're also hearing that the PS5 may drop in October, not November, unlike the oh. uh, rumor date for the new Xbox, I think you can safely bet that this new Call of Duty will have a version for the current consoles and for the next generation consoles. Yeah. And so I could see this being, we saw the um, Unreal Engine test the other day running on a PS5. I could see them very easily saying, oh, you want to see what the new Call of Duty looks like (laughs) running on a PS5? Here you go. Yeah, and that and that's how they do their full reveal. But of course, obviously, Sony has to sign off on this, or Sony might just use it during their reveal and say, "Hey, here's one of the launch titles." Yeah, so. and it'll be exciting to see it either way. And I know with I mean, especially with like Black Ops, it makes sense to do Cold War because it's a lot of espionage, a lot of spy stuff, and I mean that is kind of the crux of the Black Ops. So it works out. Oh, exactly. And, you know, and like people have been saying, I've had so many people say, when are they going to do the Pacific Rim? Because they haven't really done that since World at War. And people, you know, I keep hearing Vietnam, Korea, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Well, maybe it's going to happen now because that would definitely be right within the time frame. Exactly. I love it. And I know people can get more information and get all the news updates as it happens. All they have to do is go to SKNR.net. That is skewed and reviewed. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. And now it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what's going on? So, normally, when we're not living in a pandemic world, 
we'd be gearing up for a bunch of weddings. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Summertime is wedding season. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of lucky because I'm like the last one of my friends to get married. Like I have all my friends are taken right now or married. In a world where everybody's <laughs> married but Vicky. So I have no more weddings to go to, at least for a little while. Oh, but the cake. Oh, I, I know. The cake. <laughs> but the cake. Uh, but I actually found this on uh, Ranker.com. It's uh, You Won't Believe who these comic book characters married. Really? Did, oh. Like, for example, did you know that Deadpool married the queen of the vampires? Um, I didn't know that. The When you started that, I was going to say uh, when death? Deadpool yeah, married death, because I knew that one. Yeah. Oh, Deadpool. <laughs> so it's, yeah, his most successful relationship came with the queen of the vampires, but it also, you know, was, uh, it's also true that the wedding between Wade Wilson and uh, Sheikla Leads ah, to a rare happy that. period of life for <laughs> Deadpool. But uh, his unholy marriage happens in Deadpool number 27. And actually lasts a long time. Um, and she uh, has a... Uh, really? Despite her many tor- you know, affairs with various supernatural creatures. Well, of course you're going to have that. I mean, he knew that. That's the cost of doing business. Yeah, but she dumped Deadpool for Dracula. Mm-hmm. Well, you knew that was going to happen. I mean, Drac is like the OG. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you saw and that coming down the And street. it's so funny because Dracula is actually a Marvel character, mm-hmm. which has always seemed weird. I mean, it's public domain, so you can get away with that. The same reason why Hercules is a Marvel character. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they can't necessarily like uh, put a uh, patent on that. So, I mean, anyone can have a Hercules. To be fair, Disney owns all of it. It's fine. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Letter Kenny. Uh, did you know that Aunt May married J. Jonah Jameson's father? Yes. What, your father? So what? Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> J. Uh, so J. Jonah Jameson Sr. Mm-hmm. was actually a really good dude. Really? Oh. Yeah, he was a really good dude, and it was a tragic death. And re- I, I think it was in the Dan Slott era is when all this happened. Oh, wow, really? It said, it's yeah. Amazing Spider-Man number 600. Yeah, okay. and um, it was really cool. It was, I mean... it. it I, to me, it was the greatest idea ever is to basically take his biggest nemesis and have his aunt marry the dude who's the father, who turns <laughs> out to be really a great guy, which leads to you seeing that Jay Jonah can be a great guy, which is where he is right now. He's still a pain in the ass, but he's actually Spider-Man's ally because now he knows Peter Parker's identity. Hmm. And you've, been, you've talked about that a couple yeah. times. Yeah, Jay Jonah Sr. was good. I forget exactly how he died. Um, it says uh, he loses his life to a hereditary disease some years later. That's what it is. Oh, really? So just kind of a, not some big plot that's or That's why I think like I that. forgot. I yeah. mean, they're pretty old. Let's... Well, May, May has been, until May got, uh, you know. Tomade? Uh, Tomade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. that's I never oh, thought May, of May, May the same way again. But I May has been 102 for a long time. Uh, this one confuses me, and this is also very like old schooly, and this seems kind of like a D move. The Human Torch once married a scroll impersonating the thing's lost time, longtime girlfriend. So yeah. he was trying to marry the thing's girlfriend, but she ended up being a scroll. Yeah, which was good because it was, and this is old school Fantastic Four. It was a rift between Ben and Johnny when he basically yeah, stole that makes Alicia. Sense. Yeah, at least that's what they thought at the time. Uh, and arguably, it wouldn't have happened if the scroll wasn't trying to, you know, pull some moves and sort of. But Johnny was Johnny, which is like, oh, you're a female and you're breathing and you're talking to me. Let's do this. <laughs> um, which is really cool. Now uh, Johnny is—he's part of this betrothed, this sort of prophetic betrothed, if that's the right word. Betrothed. Uh, betrothed. That's it. Thank you. Sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I taught him a word. You did teach me a word. <laughs> 
Yeah, currently that's the storyline of Fantastic Four. Who is he betrothed to? The, he's betrothed to a woman who saw in a prophecy that she was to marry somebody from another world that was going to come and invade their world, which was the whole reason why the oh, Fantastic yeah. Four... They were lifting off to go to this planet, and the planet basically caused the cosmic radiation and the disaster to keep them from getting there. All the time, Reed thought it was an accident that created them, but it turns out it was this planet, and the, and, and there's a woman on this planet who is now living with Johnny, and she flies around. She's kind of like a female uh, angel, sure. and uh, the, for some reason, he wants this to happen. Which is really bizarre because usually he doesn't have a steady girlfriend and people laugh and go like, oh, yeah, you're serious about this. And he's like, I don't know why, but I really am serious about this woman. And so we're going to see how that goes. It just recently happened. Damn. <laughs> uh, how about this one's more recent. Star-Lord and Kitty Pride got space engaged. Really? really? Oh, she was yes. like, she was a guardian, wasn't she? Yeah. So, you know, they ended oh, up you know, crossing why. paths. Okay. She ends up becoming a guardian of the galaxy. And uh, she strikes up a serious romance with Peter Quill, which soon leads to him proposing. Eventually, fate gets in the way when Peter is called to take over his father's leadership of Spartak's empire. And Kitty replaces him as the head of the Guardians and as Star-Lord. So uh, she becomes, oh, quote unquote, Star-Lord. Wow. And weren't they, wasn't Kitty Pride and Cyclops, uh, not Cyclops, uh, Colossus. Colossus together? Yeah. yeah. For a yeah. very long time. Yeah. Not, so that, See, I'm so far behind. I didn't know those two weren't an item anymore. <laughs> Well, like, even, like, right now, X-23 is dating Angel, and she almost kind of really? dated young Cyclops when he came back from the past. Oh, yeah, during the whole timey weirdness. Mm-hmm. You just know that's going to happen. If Kitty Pride strikes up a relationship with you, eventually she's going to phase you out of her life. Aww, <laughs> yeah. I, was about, I was trying yep. to figure out how to make it just a phase dad sort of Oh, uh, that's even better. Oh, I like both. Uh, this one's also old school for BJ. Aunt yes. May very nearly married Dr. Octopus. He had an infatuation with her for the longest time. It makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> I, 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 did, she, did he know that that was you know, no, Spider-Man? He, I mean, oh, okay. I kind of figured the, it was he, like he knew. He didn't, but in a way, I think that he kind of did, but it's, it was subconscious mm-hmm. because there was like why he, and again, this is old school comics. It's been a while since I've read them, but he, for some reason, I don't know if it was because she got in his face. Uh, I don't know whatever the reason was, but there was something there, and it could be maybe he was a really good mother replacement, like he has mommy issues, and well, and Aunt doesn't. May basically was very nurturing and caring, mm-hmm. and so in the midst of him going crazy and doing what he was doing, she always said, "Hey, pal, you're being a jerk," and he'd be like, "Okay, I guess you have a point." And, and a you're lot of hot. <laughs> and a lot of people within the comic book world, like inside yeah. the characters, they didn't think that the his uh, feelings were genuine because they thought he was only marrying her to gain access to the power plant she had mysteriously inherited. Yeah, I, I would say that's a big part of it too. Right. He always has an ulterior motive, but I also really believe mm-hmm. on some level that he did care about her. And then when he did become Peter Parker, when he lived in basically mm-hmm. lived in Spider Man's brain or vice versa, um, I think then he even got to realize how special she was. So Right. And that's um, what it says too. Like she he was eventually won over by her good nature and develops real affections in the process. But uh, the wedding was foiled by Spider Man. What? <laughs> And yeah. and I have to say I love what they've done with Doc Ock because he he fell in love with one of Peter Parker's uh, scientists. Uh, she was a little person. Oh, and, I remember that. Yeah, and he fell in love with her. And the trouble was is that when he became Spider Man and uh, Peter Parker. Like, he couldn't have a relationship with her because people would be like, what the hell are you doing, Peter? But he always really still had feelings for her, and uh, it was always confusing to him. And so it's like, I love that they've got Auk being a cool guy, which uh, I always felt Alfred Molina did a really good job mm-hmm. humanizing Doc Ock anyway. So totally, yeah. Because I, I, he wasn't always, you know, he was more two-dimensional back in the mm-hmm. old days. I love what they've done with him lately. 
Uh, I think this one we all kind of knew. Black Panther made Storm Queen of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. I think they had a bit of a falling out at that at some point too, and mm-hmm. and that blew up too. And that it was, was a stormy relationship. Hey, oh, I know like he never really had like this is saying he didn't have a classic <laughs> love interest. It's not like Cyclops and Jean or yeah. anything like that. Uh, but that's like the one closest to a uh, of one. But in uh, Nakia's the love interest in the movie, um, but he ends up. Marrying her, falls in love, all that good stuff. And it's an, a momentous occasion. And uh, the factions led by Captain America and Iron Man agree to temporarily lay down their arms to celebrate. Aww. And at first, you know, the royal partnership between them is a happy one. But the couple is irrevocably divided by the events of Avengers versus X-Men. Oh, which makes sense. Convinces yeah. T'Challa to use his influence to have the high priest of Wakanda annul their marriage. So... Have we, have we noticed that the Avengers end up being against everybody at some point? Right? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, uh, the X-Men aren't really, they have a bit of a, what you would call a convoluted uh, backstory. I mean, to say the least, but now really with like Krakoa and all the other stuff going on, like they're making their own island to go off on their own. It's The X-Men are really kind of becoming the E-X-Men. Like, yeah. They're moving on. It's not like they're mutants and think they're different than every other human being on the planet. Well. Uh, I don't yeah. understand why they would think this way. Yeah. Uh, in a alternate or parallel universe, Harley Quinn Poison Ivy made it official. Aw. I'm like, that's cute. They I like, like that they're doing that in your in, in your animated show. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, definitely check out Harley Harley Quinn's uh, the, in the DC Universe app. Yeah. Totally worth it. And you can get like a week free. Nice. So if you don't want to commit to it. That's one of my favorite things happening with Vagrant Queen um, is that there's a relationship budding between the two female characters. And, mm-hmm. and, and I love how they are playing it. It's it, And it's really interesting to me because even though it is a it is not a heterosexual relationship budding, it doesn't mean I am not seeing how they're falling in love and the mm-hmm. awkwardness and all of that. It's like it totally. Re- I'm like I can relate to that. Be like, oh, you like me? Do you like me? I don't know if you like me. <laughs> yeah, you know. and it's not the like I think when anybody thinks like same sex relationship, especially when it's two females, they immediately want to go to like <laughs> like the twelve year old. Oh yeah, the two girls kissing. But no, it's I love that even in the cartoon, it's it's a little bit of a shock to them. Like oh. We have feelings for each other. We've been best friends for so long. What are we going to do with this? And kind these of two vibe. actors, oh gosh, and I, I don't know their names yet. I, I don't have that thing up in front of me with Vagrant Queen, but they they do uh, McGregor. I think her last name's McGregor. One of them, uh, Amay and and uh, Alita. They uh, do a good job doing what you just said, Vicky. It is not. I mean, they're both beautiful women, but they do not make me think. Oh yeah, it's more like <laughs> these are two people that care each, about each other in the middle of a stressful situation, but they haven't really come out and officially said it. You know, for a while, I wasn't sure if one of them actually did care where we knew the other one did. But recently we found out, oh, she does. And Alex McGregor Alex and McGregor. Adrian Ray. Yeah, there you go. I think that's probably it. Uh, they uh, Alex McGregor, by the way, is one of my new favorite actors that I didn't know about. I really love her in Vagrant Queen. I think she does such a great job. And awesome. uh, part of it is the way she is falling in love with Alita, the main character. I love it. Uh, last one, Hawkeye and Mockingbird were actually longtime spouses. So Mockingbird, we know from the Agents of Shield show, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, and then Hawkeye. That's uh, I didn't know that. We, you know, two birds of a feather or uh, something. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I like it. Do I like it? I'll get back to you. <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing we got. So. Yeah, basically. Uh, well, until next time, guys. Stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where? Two. 
go. Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.